Hey there, believers. Let's get through this commercial break first so we can enjoy a full show. Do you want to be prepared for anything that could happen in day-to-day life or when disaster strikes? From the office to the outdoors, then please go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check out the packs that they have to offer. They're made in America, and I mean every single piece of fabric, hardware, buckle, and frame. All the labor, too, is right here in America. So when you buy from Squatch Survival Gear, you're supporting multiple small businesses right here at home. I've become good friends with Chris. Um, He's a military vet. So all of these packs are made to mill spec. All right, so they're all military standard packs. They're good for everything. These things are virtually bomb proof. I promise you, I own two of them. I have the Rock Ape and the Mothman pack. They cannot be beaten. I've I've had gear all my life. I had gear in the military. I have gear when I go hunting. I have gear for camping. The Squatch Survival gear changes the game. All right, I, I take one to work every day. I take the Mothman pack with me to work. Just use it as a regular backpack, but it's so functional. It's it's just unbelievable quality. All right, so please go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Now, to save 15% site-wide, I encourage you to use promo code 23BUMP. That's 23BUMP to save 15% site-wide. Hey there, believers. I got a kind of a different episode for you this week. There's no video because this, what I'm sharing this week is actually a conversation that I had on a different podcast. One of my favorite shows to listen to. I hope everybody's checking them out. It's Appalachian Intelligence um, with Justin and Lance and Ryan. These guys are great. Um, Justin and I were sitting down talking at the Fortean Airwaves conference a couple months ago. And he's like, dude, I'm going to get you on my show. Um, We had been discussing our theories and thoughts about certain incredibly popular cryptids and demonic entities and such and such. And I had a, uh, just a a current thought, you know, I guess you could say a belief, not necessarily something that I know as concrete fact, but a really good hunch about something. Now, this is going to sound bold, okay? But what I think Bigfoot is, okay? I'm not saying that I have it figured out. I'm not saying that I know and everybody else don't know. What I'm saying is this is where I'm at right now due to some evidence, uh, some some stories that have been told to me, some some accounts that have been relayed to me. Um, and I've had another incident since we had this uh, conversation. So there's been three now accounts that led me to my um, conclusion or to my current thought as to what Bigfoot is. And I was talking to Justin about it. He's like, man, I want to I want to get you on the show to talk about it. But that's not the only thing I wanted to talk about. I have been doing a ton of research digging into this horrible, nasty, demonic spirit um, 
you guys know who I'm talking about. If you don't, it's in the title. Um, I probably should have prayed before I started doing this intro. But I wanted to pop the lid on what she really is. She, Lilith, of course, I'm talking about, is not the first wife of Adam. That's a perversion and a lie. And I'm bringing receipts on that one. I dig into it with these guys on the show. I didn't go over every single note I had, all the research that I dug up, but I laid a pretty good foundation. If you want to hear more about it, holler at me. If you want me to come on your show and talk about who Lilith really is, if you want me to talk about uh, what I think Bigfoot is, just let me know. We'll schedule something in the new year, okay? Um, but I wanted to get this. I wanted to talk about it, you know, and I can't, I'm not a solo conversationalist, you know, doing these little intros are awkward for me sometimes. So what I wanted to do was sit down with my buddies and just dig into it and doing that, they brought stuff to the table. You know what I mean? It's not like they're just sitting back going, Oh, gee whiz. No, these guys are firing back. And we start brainstorming. We start coming up with all this stuff. And it just grows. Um, but I wanted to share the conversation. Because I was on their show and I was like, man, I got I got to talk about it. But when do I get to talk about it on my show too? Because uh, I, want, I want my audience to hear it. Um, I want everybody to hear this. And I didn't know how else to get the word out other than to ask Justin... I, hey man, do you mind sending me that audio file and I'll share your episode, make it like a swap cast. They've already aired this. This was episode 92 for them. Okay. So they aired this like the end of October, right around spooky season. Okay. So my sharing it is not going to take away from their downloads. You know, it's, it's been an adequate amount of time, but hopefully my sharing it will lead those of you who don't listen to AI. I'm hoping that you will go listen to them because they bring the heat every week. They're, they're amazing. I love that show. It's hilarious. Uh, it, it's informative. I can't say enough about Appalachian intelligence. Uh, I love these guys. I love them. I brought them on when they were like, Six episodes deep, I think, was, was the first time we talked on air. And uh, we just hit it off, and we've stayed in touch, and we've been just homies ever since. Now, yes, we also talk about some stuff that are in project stages right now that haven't come up yet. Um, But that's separate. Today, I want to share with you the conversation that we had in case you haven't heard it yet, if you have, listen to it again and get your paper and your pen out and write some of this down. Because I really feel like this needs to be shared to expose Lilith for what she is. She is not the first wife of Adam. She is not some kind of feminist uh, idol icon. And though she is in the world currently, she shouldn't be. There are much better role models out there 
for our teenage daughters to be looking at. I can't stand this. And I want you all to know it. I want you all to hear about it. But the thing is, this isn't a preachy episode. This is the reality of the demonic. This is the reality of the Nephilim. This is the reality of spiritual warfare. If you're looking for a spooky episode, you found it. If you're looking for something uh, informative, this is it. If you're looking for something in between, if you're looking for something biblical, you found it. If you're looking for something uh, extra biblical, you found it. This conversation we had, and it's not bragging on me. It's, it's just exposing the darkness the way it needs to be done. And the guys at AI provided that platform and they brought this thing to life. And I just, I'm so grateful to them for even bringing me on the show. I've done a lot of shows, but I just, I was so blessed to be able to talk about this stuff and to have people that are like-minded that it not just listened, but expanded on it and helped it grow into a, a, a functional uh, explanation. And yeah, Bigfoot caused Lilith Mammal. It'll make sense. God bless. I love y'all. Before we go, I also want to thank everybody for the huge response to Stolen Seed Evil Harvest with Karen Wilkinson and for what we did with Justin Brown with the Epic of Enoch. Uh, not Enoch, my bad. The Epic of Esau. I'm, I'm over here looking. I got the book of Enoch sitting beside me. Uh, the Epic of Esau. Those episodes had huge responses. Deliver Us From Evil. Another episode. Huge response. Um, tons of downloads. I just I want to thank you guys. If you haven't listened to it, please check it out. And the Spotify wrapped come out. Guys, gals, I love you all. You touched me deeply when those numbers come in and I saw that there's well over a hundred of you that made this your number one podcast. There's several hundred. I don't know the exact number, but it's up there that I'm in your top 10 or your top five. You guys, that's such a blessing. It's a, I love y'all and I thank God that he lets me steward this show because that's, that's all this is at this point. The show has, uh, I don't want to say evolved, but I guess it kind of has just kind of developed into uh, what it is. You know, puzzle pieces have fallen together and instead of just being like uh, a certain Bigfoot organization that takes the weird part and they push it out because it doesn't fit their agenda and keeps going forward with what they're, they want to push. Look, these pieces are coming in and I, I hold it up against the word, you know, cause that's who I am. That's my worldview. And it all started making sense. 
And I would be doing a disservice to not share that. Anybody's welcome on the show. I don't care what you get down with. Come on the show. Let's talk. Um, I don't control who comes on the show. You know, I mean, I haven't told anybody no. I'm, I'm not having you on. I'm not saying, hey, I only want to talk to these people and that people. Nope. Whoever messages me or whoever I catch on a documentary or whatever, I'm like, ooh, let me holler at them. Or I see it on TikTok or whatever. That's who comes on the show. Um, so if it seems like it goes in waves or whatever, that's not me. That's just the way it's meant to be coming out to you. I don't believe in coincidence. So this is all happening for a reason. We're having this conversation for a reason. And you're about to you're about to hear about Lilith for a reason. Pray up. Pray over your kids, especially. Wives, pray over your husbands. Husbands, pray over your wives. And everybody pray to protect these children. Deep in the heart of Appalachia, guys set on a quest to create the greatest podcast. Sorry, dude. I thought we agreed on the correct pronunciation of Appalachia. No, dude. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about this over and over and over. It's, it's pronounced Appalachia. Listen, freaking angels and the women got together. That's how we got Bigfoot. That's how we got vampires. That's why we got all of this stuff. These ancient Appalachian mountains that are literally older than bones. There's old entities here. You start finding out more about them, they start finding out more about you. Good Lord, sir. <laughs> this goose has gone rabbit. And you think you're just going to run up with your little sword on the king of the goose squad? Listen, the old entities of Middle Appalachia are unexplainable. Mm. They are eerie. Breach. And they are one of these things that will keep us, the hill folks, and the people who live in the area constantly searching for answers mm. that they probably will never ever find. And this is why we love Appalachian Intelligence. Hey there, hill folk. And welcome back to another episode of Appalachian Intelligence. We are extremely thankful that y'all could join us again for another week for another edition of AI. With you tonight, you only get two-thirds of us. You, you ain't getting the, the full host assembly ever. But it's a different two-thirds tonight. Tonight, your hosts, Justin and Ryan. Ryan, how are you tonight, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. How are you tonight? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited for this conversation that we're going to get into. I'm I'm glad to have you back, man. I am glad to have you back. It's been a minute. The Hill folk have been have, have been missing you. They've been screaming for more Ryan. I haven't even said anything on here about your absence because I I know that only draws more people out. And as the crowd favorite, 
I mean, sometimes you just, this is what you get, you know, it's what you get. Yeah. You got to always leave them wanting more, right? That's what they say in showbiz. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, you know, yeah. No, it's just been a crazy, hectic time, really. (sighs) Dealing with a lot of crap. We get it. I get it. The Hill folk definitely get it. We all understand a move here and a move there. And you tried to leave the mountains and they called you right back home and then a new job and, and different stuff. We get it, man. We get it. Life hits hard yeah. sometimes. That's why there's, that's why it's awesome. There's three of us. We can jump yeah. in and even, even though, you know, we've not been as consistent either, but Hey, that's part of it. We, we're thankful that you heal folk, that you loyal heal folks stick around and love us enough to just be there whenever we're there. We appreciate that a ton. We'll jump into this thing tonight like we usually do. Uh, You know, when we get love, we like to throw a little love back out. So we're going to read this week's five-star review. It comes from Skunk Bear, exclamation point. says, five stars, different kind of hill folk. Writing this review from the Texas Hill Country, one of my favorite podcasts. Even though we are in different regions of the country, I feel like these dudes have more relatable content than most others in the genre. Spent lots of time in the Texas Hill Country and have lots of weird stories. Keep putting it out there. Look forward to every new show, E. So, E, Skunk Bear, we appreciate that five-star review. We really, really, really do. And look, like we say on here all the time, I don't care what part of the country, what part of the world you're from, we're all heel folk at heart. We are yeah. all heel folk at heart. So you ain't a different kind of heel folk, skunk bear. You are the right kind of heel folk. <laughs> Always remember that. But with us tonight, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, hold up, hold up. We got a, we got, oh, we got oh, three thirds of the host of AI with us here tonight. Three thirds, that's a hole. That's a three thirds makes one hole. Three-thirds makes one. And speaking of that hole, there he is. And no, we're not talking about the B-hole, Lance. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I wish we were. Uh, I don't know what Justin was talking about. <laughs> Lance, I haven't introduced him yet. Quit coming in and oh, ruining crap. my... I, to- I totally just ruined everything. <sighs> oh, you go. always do this. You always come so in late. introduction. Always. No, I have no... I'm doing the introduction then. I have no catchy three line phrases <laughs> that accurately depict the genius that is things that go bump in the night on the bump podcast. But what I do have is a description of one man, Bo, who may be the most genuine, absolutely fantastic individual i've ever had the pleasure of meeting in the podcast realm bo welcome to appalachian intelligence i think i'm gonna cry man <laughs> thank you justice is probably a whole lot better that's that's what i could come up with in the spur of the moment you know, no, I, I think you win i feel so honored to have all three of you here like this is like <laughs> this is the trifecta you know this don't happen i love it i love it I'm pretty honored to have all three of us here. This is awesome. <laughs> Here's what's crazy too. Like we just, I just got home from church. Uh, we just got home from youth group. So the girls are actually in the bath right now. I came busting in here because I wanted to make sure I was at least 
in here for a few seconds before you got, well, as we got started to say what's up uh, and that it's a pleasure meeting you in person. I'm so happy to have you here on us with us tonight. I will probably be in and out for the next 15 or 20 minutes as we get the girls down. Um, but remember the sleep room. Oh, nice sure. Listen, I got yeah, one, five, one, three. You've got to get into bed. It's, it's, it's wild on Wednesdays. Yeah, here. man. Yeah, man. I remember those days. Oh, well, that was a really good intro. I mean, just spur of the moment off the cuff. I was just going to say uh, a bastion to a body of believers with a belief in the boogers that go bump in the night. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't even like that now. <laughs> after, just, after Lance's intro, I don't even like that one. But no, honestly, <laughs> and for real, Lance is totally a, a thousand percent being honest in this. We had the pleasure of hanging out with Bo. A couple weekends back at 40 and Airwaves in 8 Ohio at the podcast conference, which, you know, I've talked and met Bo, you know, a, a couple different times at this point. Bo was one of the first podcasts out there that that we kind of started collaborating with. And and he was gracious enough from early on in our beginnings, I think like five or six episodes deep. Bo was like, yeah, man, come on and talk, you know. We got we got the same kind of cornbread accents. I know we're close together. <laughs> let's let's talk. But Bo is as as genuine a human being as you'll ever meet in your entire life. He honestly cares about the work that he's doing in all facets, whether it's teaching school or whether it's hosting his podcast. He's got a heart for Christ and he's got a heart for loving and helping people. And you can you can hear it in his podcast. You can see it in what he does, and it's a pleasure. To have him on here tonight. So, Bo, let's get into it, man. It's good to have you on. Hey, thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate that. Um, it's hard to be humble with you guys around, man. <laughs> this, this is a, I appreciate it. Man. Hey, before we get into it, whatever the topic was we were supposed to do today, <laughs> I can't remember. It was one of two things, and I can't remember which one it was. So I brought notes. Good. But uh, 40 and Airways, there's something that I didn't tell him. I told Eric about it. Um, I, he messaged me uh, that Sunday night or Monday or whatever, and I told him what, what happened. But uh, you remember when I, it was it was my block, my segment or whatever, and I got up there and I spoke, and I put that open invitation out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dude, somebody came up to me. And gave their life to the Lord at that paranormal conference <laughs> up on really, the second floor of that place. Yes, they, that's uh, awesome. That's awesome. They had been they had been dealing with all kinds of spiritual attacks, and we sat up there and just let him go through everything, man. And uh, he did the confession of faith and the whole nine yards. Like he he gave his life to the Lord. Dude, that's and awesome. I, I, that's why that that was why I went. It has to be, you know. Well, and it's like you said, you know, you had something totally different planned. Yeah. And you went up yeah. there and look, let's just call it for what it was. You went up there and preached the gospel, brother. That's what you <laughs> did. You brought you brought the word. Well, and it may have been just for that one person. I mean, the Lord yeah. may have set that out and geared it in that direction just because that one person was there. But you know what? You, you just talking about that, what was so crazy to me, man, was well, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Four of the six podcasts that were out there are, you know, we're really open in our faith. You know, we're yeah. all followers of Christ and, and we're open with it. 
four of the six, but each each person that went up there during their live show talked about Jesus Christ and how much power was in the name of Jesus Christ. Each yeah. show. Yeah. Which awesome. blows my mind, dude, that you go to a paranormal podcast conference with people from all over the place, different, different genres, you know, different areas, different set of beliefs and, and thoughts and worldviews. But each and every single person talked about Jesus Christ, talked about the how much power is in the name. That blew my mind, dude. And to know that somebody actually surrendered their life to Christ while we were there, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Yeah. It was it was surreal, you know. I thought, wow, this, this is going to happen right here, and man, it was just so, it was just so good. And I had to share it with somebody else, and I, and to get it out there on air, like to the to the public, because that was just like I've been keeping that inside, man. Like it's just our little secret, and I won't say his name, but he'll probably listen to this. And I just I love him. Like we've kept in touch. He went out and bought a study Bible. Like he's he's all in. You know what I mean? So nice. that's, it's good. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. And even with Ryan, you know, even though Ryan's shooting for purgatory at best, I mean, still, you know, he's, he's in it. That's right. He's in yeah. it. He's getting there. In what? <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever you choose to get in. Whatever I'm getting into. The flow of the day. <laughs> hey, All what? right. No more white panel pants. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well no but we had we had talked about a couple of different things uh you had brought up to me that you had a kind of a kind of a new confirmation for you with bigfoot i think was one of the yes. things we had talked about well, let's just get into that that's the first thing that popped in my brain so let's just get into it let's get into bo's thoughts on bigfoot and first, right. beforehand, since we, you've actually never really been just you on this show, you had sort of a Bigfoot experience, maybe, possibly, kind of, sort of, at one I'm point. Sorry. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that and then lead into to your theory and why you think what you think? Yeah, man, absolutely. I, You know, since I've never been on the show, I'll I'll slow it way down and say, my name is Bo Kennedy. I'm the host of the Bump podcast. Um, Bump is an acronym. It stands for the Believers of the Unexplained Monsters and Paranormal. I have just over 200 episodes available at this point. Um, I'm on all podcast platforms, all social media, YouTube. If you uh, if you get into the weird, if you're listening to this, you get into weird already. So I would love to have you guys come check out the show. My Bigfoot experience uh, or Bigfoot-ish experience happened when I was squirrel hunting down here. Um, there's a wildlife management area just off of Chief Logan State Park, about three miles from my house. And uh, I was I was down in this swag and it started raining. And uh, I was already out there, so I wasn't going to go you know, pack it up or anything else. And I know that as soon as the rain's over with the squirrels like to come back out anyway, you know, because that's what they do. So I was sitting there and just waiting for the rain to die out. And while it was sprinkling, man, like I'm sitting on the edge of the, you know how it is here. Like, it's just, it's like a road or it's a mountainside. You're not much in between. 
So I'm sitting there just on this, uh, just like up against a tree, steep hillside behind me. And I hear what sounded like, and I'm not trying to sound weird or anything, but it sounded almost like an Asian lady giggling, like laughing, you know? Um, it just had that kind of tone to it. And I thought that's kind of weird because I know there's no hikers out here during squirrel season in a wildlife management area in the rain. Like, and it's not like we have a huge Asian population. So it's like, it would be really hard for all these things to be happening right now. And, um, so I, I heard that going on and the rain died out. Squirrel comes out. I shoot it. I go over there and I get my squirrel. I come back and I might be getting one or two of these things like out of sequence, but this is pretty much should be how I remember it at least. So I go over there, I get my squirrel, I bring it back. And I hear in that same spot, it sounded like, you know, like if you fall on your butt, how you like that, the wind kind of comes out of you, you, got that, you know, or if you like sling a softball or something, and it's just a little heavy, you got to grunt with it. I heard that kind of noise. And as soon as I heard that, I was already kind of edgy because I heard this chattering behind me, this, this laughing so i turned and as soon as i heard that umph i hear a thump and i turn around to look and there's a tree branch um probably about the size of your wrist going in a helicopter motion like bouncing off the tree behind me going over to my right um i i could understand if like a a tree limb breaks you know that happens you know it had just rained, but it was going in a helicopter kind of way, you know, like a horizontal spin, not a end over end kind of spin. So it was kind of weird. And just with that and the noise and, uh, you know, the vocalizations and stuff, man, it is kind of, it creeped me out. So I turned my camera on. I stood there, tried to film everything, tried so I could go back and look at it later. I stuck around for about 15 or 20 minutes because I was just like, this is my moment. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm going to be the one to die with a handful of Bigfoot hair. <laughs> and uh, it didn't happen. Uh, it didn't show up. Uh, but it was enough of an experience to get me on uh, a really popular TV show. So, yeah, man. It was fun. Sent you to finding Bigfoot. Got you on Wes Germer's show, Sasquatch <laughs> Chronicles. Started up your yeah. own podcast. It's been super successful. It's crazy how one little bitty event can just catapult all this weirdness. Yeah. But no, dude, it is, it's wild. It's crazy. It, it, I mean, to me, sounds like a Bigfoot encounter. I mean, just, just yeah. the sounds, you know, the samurai chatter that they talk about, you know, just the way the branch was coming. The It, it sounds to me a lot like, and you know, as well as I do, the majority of these, reports the accounts that come out well i'm not gonna say majority but a huge portion of these accounts you know the people never even see anything it's it's right a bunch of audible stuff it's noises it's stuff getting thrown it's a a shadow or something that's here to there you know it's so it, it is weird it's it's really weird dude yeah and, really. and, and that area you know i worked at chief logan park for like four years while i was going through college and I had several experiences in that park, like the Ohio howl, you know, that you've heard it like that, almost like a siren. Yeah. I've heard that. 
um, I had some had some weird stuff. I, I talked about it on Wes's show. Just there were several things that went on there that was kind of odd. And there was a, a few mornings where I'd go out there before the sun come up, you know, to get settled in to go hunting um, in that wildlife management area. And there was a couple of times, man, I was so spooked. I couldn't get out of the truck. Like I sat there until the sun came up. And why? I've been in the woods all my life. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I'll, I'll just I'll sit here until I can eat. Yeah, so, well, you know, I mean, you're just, out there. you're just, you know, three hours almost directly north of us, right in the middle yeah, of these central Appalachian Mountains. And it's a lot. I, I, I did a lot of, of pipeline and in and around Logan, you know, especially Chief Logan State Park. Uh, you know, several years ago, I was only out of high school for a few years. And I was in the gas field and we did some pipelining up in that area. And I mean, it's just like being right here at home. You know, it's the woods are the woods are the same. There's places that you go, man, that just it feels off. I mean, there's some places that you're okay and it's just a normal day. And then other places you walk into and you're like, uh, (laughs) I don't know about this. I'll make sure I got some some buddies around me here. So, I mean, yeah, I get it, dude. Like, you know, that's... So we can all die together. Yeah, so we can all die together. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, both of you guys, I mean, you know how it is. You're you're both Air Force vets. You got to you gotta have a buddy system in these dangerous situations. Got to have a wingman to go down with, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it is. That's, that's a cool encounter. I'm glad that you didn't die with a handful of Bigfoot hair. Because then the government would have just hid your body and its body, and nobody would have still yeah. known anything. So I'm glad you just went on to talk about it a whole lot and interview a whole lot of other people. Yeah, me too. Yeah, now that it's now that we've got <laughs> here, I mean, it's it's a pretty good spot. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into uh, let's get into your theories on this thing. Let's let's get into your theories on the big guy. And I think that I may have an idea because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a fan of the bump podcast. I listen in. So uh I think I know where this may be going, but let's let's get it out there. Let's All get right, it out. Ready? Those thoughts on the big guy. That's what I'm going to title My this. My thoughts episode. on Bigfoot. I've kept this I I felt like cl- kind of close to the vest because the Bigfoot world is like a dog eat dog kind of place, man. Like it, by saying this, I stand a chance of losing half of the people that follow me because of Wes Garmer. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like a, it's, it's a one or the other kind of camp for most people. And I don't know why it can't be an, and kind of right. situation, not, or, you know, um, but we all hear these stories about how, um, it's just a disembodied voice that you hear um or you'll get this and you don't see anything or it shows up and then you shoot it and it blinks out of existence or you find these tracks and they go out and they just stop in the middle of nowhere and there's nowhere for it to have jumped to it just looks like it just disappeared and then there's times where you see it sitting there eating uh it might grab you and shake you or whatever. I, I had a buddy, Dennis, it, it got a hold of him while he was in his hammock. One grabbed a hold of his hammock and screamed at him, but nobody else heard it. It was weird. People saw it, but they didn't hear anything vocal. Um, 
but it's, it's just all this weird stuff that don't make sense, right? Well, I cannot remember. I should have written down the episode numbers and all this stuff, but I had a lady. Her name was Denise. Um, the episode was called, I think it was uh, like Face to Face or something like that. It was the first time Denise came on the show. She lived over in Pennsylvania. And she was telling me about this Bigfoot encounter that she had where it lived out in the woods and she lived in this trailer park near, you know, adjacent to the woods. And she would go out there to walk her dog and the dog would get freaked out. And then she heard it sounded like trees falling. She freaked out. They went back and it's, it started this relationship and this curiosity with this Bigfoot creature out there. And she would leave him gifts and he would leave her gifts in, re, you know, in return. And she got to where she named him Harry. And sometimes he would appear. There'd be a little light. And she sent me pictures of this, these orbs that would show up around her house and stuff outside. And it didn't look like a flashlight or anything. It was like a little self-contained, you know, like an actual orb. It looked legit. And um, he presented himself to her once or twice, let her see him. But then he started talking to her telepathically you know or mind speak or whatever they call it um so harry starts talking to denise and now this woman had no like education in ancient cultures and religions and all that kind of stuff okay she i don't know where she worked at but it was not in seminary or anything like that <laughs> but this creature starts talking to her and telling her that uh, the Bible's a little wrong. You know, that um, she needs to be looking at these other books and starts giving her some some other texts to look at and recommends that she look at these things. And told her that he was, and she she didn't know how to pronounce it at the time. Like she, she spelled it out to me. But he told her that he was an Eliud. And he was trying to seek redemption. And this relationship goes on. I, I brought her back. I wound up having Denise on my show three times. And by the time it was over with, it was almost like Harry was, he had backed off trying to lead her astray. He was giving her like, you know, warnings about things. I, I, I think he had admitted that Christ is Lord. And this is a big foot okay <laughs> forget that this this is like a bigfoot creature and it's telling her all this stuff but i get gary wayne on the show and the episode sounded like trash because my audio kept screwing up because i have west virginia internet and i i was he was all choppy but when i was talking to gary i asked him about this because it was on my mind heavy back then and i asked him if he had ever heard of an Eliud, you know, what that was. And this is Gary Wayne talking. He said that he only found it in like one or two references in everything he's researched. And what an Eliud is, is the offspring of a Nephilim. So we have Watcher, Fallen Angel, Nephilim, Eliud. Okay. And so this is the disembodied spirit of an Eliud. 
and it manifests itself as this Sasquatch-looking creature. And it kind of goes in and out of this physical realm to where it can pick up things, tangible items, relocate it, leave her gifts, speak into her mind, but then just appear as an orb or just the voice, you know? And I thought, man, she might be onto something. You know, this is kind of weird. And I just sat on that for that was probably a year and a half ago that I talked to her that last time. And I was like, okay, this, this sounds good. Cause if we look in the Bible and I, I know there's like, do y'all listen to blurry creatures? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. I listen to them pretty regularly. Okay. They always have this guy on there, Tim Alberino, right? And Tim's always like angels are physical beings and they drive, you know, Volkswagen UFOs or whatever. I've heard Tim all I can stand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I get that. And yeah, I see that in the Bible, angels are physical, but angels are also spiritual. Okay. And if we're dealing with a heavenly kind of being, you know, and that's where I have to put, that's the same camp I have to put these LEU'd into because we know, thanks to the book of Enoch sitting here, that demons, are the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, right? And so their offspring would also not have a place to go. They can't ascend, they can't descend until it's judgment, and then they'll go down forever. But in the meantime, these Eliud are stuck here too. But that doesn't mean they can't manifest, you know, um, to appear real or to, or to do things, poltergeist kind of stuff, because um, it happens, Right. I mean, my kitchen cabinets have slammed shut before. What happened? Some some kind of energy was strong enough to move that. Um, and I, so these angels in the Bible, they come out and they'll they ate with what? Who was it? Abraham? They sat down and ate with yep, him. Abraham you know? and Lot, all those guys in um, Sodom. Yeah, angel of the Lord even got into a wrestling match. So they can get very physical. But then you have the angels where, like Psalm ninety one. He will charge his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways, right? They'll they'll bear you up in their hands. So they're not physical in that aspect. You know, they're they're standing sentry around us in the spiritual realm. So they have to be in both camps. So I sat on this idea of these LEUs being possible, you know, like it being a thing. Then a few weeks ago, and that episode actually just released today, um, at the time we're recording this, I, I did an episode with this woman, this young lady that I found her on TikTok when she had like, I don't know, 2000 followers. And then by the time I released the episode, she had already got up to like 24,000 followers. So like she's <laughs> she's booming because she's sharing her story, man. It is not Bigfoot related um, to her. But she's sharing her story. Her name's Megan Nicole. Um she converted from witchcraft into Christianity. And just the thing she was talking about, I saw it. I was like, man, this sounds awesome. I want to get her on her show, on my show, and have her tell her full testimony. Because I, she keeps telling little snippets. I want the whole thing. So she came on, told the whole show, right? Told the whole story, everything that went on. Loved it. Towards the end, and here's a spoiler 
alert. I don't know when you guys are releasing this or whatever. It might be a month from now, but towards the end, she's talking, man, about how all my life I've had this spirit, you know, that I thought was my spirit God. And he would come to me, but it was so weird because he looked like a big ape man. He looked like he was half monkey and half man. And I named him Jason. And he would tell me this and that, and he had all this knowledge. And I was like, what what did he look like? You know, can you, can you describe him? And she's like, yeah, his face was kind of like, it wasn't quite a monkey. It wasn't quite an ape, but it was kind of like human, but he was just massive. He's like nine feet tall and, you know, four feet wide and just covered in hair, like a, like an ape. I was like, okay. That's a friggin' Eliud, and it's the, <laughs> the same guy. She's down in North Carolina, you know, like it's still at it's our mountains. Um, so that for me, that kind of confirmed it. Uh, it's just like there's too many things pointing that way, and I know two anecdotal stories. You shouldn't put all your eggs into that one basket, but I am, man, uh, because I think everything is connected. I've, I've always said everything's real and everything's connected. And I think this is the connection. I think, you know, not to say everything's demons. <laughs> Pretty much everything's a demon. You know what I mean? Like, if it's not of the Lord, it's going to be something of the devil, right? Uh, so, in my black and white world, uh, I think Bigfoot, here I go. I think Bigfoot or Eliud, man. I think they're the offspring of Nephilim. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'm going to stop at. Well, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Bigfoot are the grandchildren of the fallen angels, of the watchers. There you go. You got Grandpappy Azazel rotting in his chains down in the abyss, still throwing in mob hits to the big feats running through these mountains. Yeah. I challenge challenge anyone out there to prove him wrong. Yes, (laughs) please do. Yeah. I challenge you. Prove him wrong. You can't do it. <laughs> Everybody, you're right about the Bigfoot world. It's ridiculous. It is, man. How dog-eat-dog it is. Like, how can you ever learn anything if you know everything already? But right. yet you have zero evidence of any Bigfoot ever. Yeah. But yeah. Well, for anybody interested in those, in that LU trilogy that Bo was talking about, that's season three, episode 30, season three, episode seven, and season three, episode, or no, excuse me, season two, episode 30, season three, episode seven, and season three, episode 29 on the Bump podcast. So be sure to go I check that you. out. Thank too. You. I was trying to do my homework real quick while you were over. I was like, oh, man. But yeah, it's well, you know, and, and I'm kind of with you on this. That would explain because, again, I've said on here a thousand different times, I believe. I believe that all of these things that people are seeing and encountering. Is spiritual in some form. Yeah. And I, and I say that because. And you brought up an excellent point. When you have slamming cabinets in your house, it's it's poltergeist ghost activity. When you have stuff slamming in the woods, it's it's Bigfoot. It's some kind of cryptid activity. When you have you, you know all these things, depending on where you're at, they get labeled a different thing, but they're really the same thing. 
I mean, right. you know, this lady that you talked to, she saw this Jason creature, this gorilla, I think she said it a couple times, in her bedroom. So, I mean, right. she literally had a, a, a gigantic gorilla man in her bedroom that knew everything about her. But it's one of those things like, because you do hear so many accounts and you talking about the physical aspect of it, of where people see these things. And it, it literally just sounds like a flesh and blood animal. You know, it's just reacting and, and, and and just going about their day as any normal creature in the woods would be. So for me and kind of putting the pieces together from listening to you and, and having the conversations with you as to where I thought your line of thinking was going with this and then trying to look at it from, from my end, from my point of view. Okay. So we know the demonic, they take on the form or can take on the form of a lot of animals, right? Yeah. You'll hear people that will say they see feline-like entities or goat-like entities or all these different things. So for me, it could be even it's, – it's possible, in my opinion, that these Eliud, these, these entities that are left here, you know, in that same kind of realm, in that spiritual – realm leaning towards the dark side is it possible that they can take on this is the form that they choose to show up as and you know maybe this was they wanted to pick this creature because it was the most you know intimidating and big and brutish for them their parents were nephilim they're a step down, so they're like, oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm not as big. I'm not as strong. I'm not as fast. I don't even have a second row of teeth. I got only got right. five fingers. I mean, I'm, 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 not, even a, I'm not even a ginger. I, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> Maybe they're like, you know I'll go what? Out looking like Esau. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I'm going to pick the biggest, baddest flipping thing in the woods, and that's what I'm going to manifest myself to look like. Yeah, man. Okay. Or, you know, they could just be Jeff Bezos or, you know, anybody in BlackRock or Vanguard. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. They're shapeshifters, man. Shapeshifters. There's, well, lizard, know, they there's lizard people everywhere. Railroads. <laughs> Sam. Yeah, there's lizard people everywhere. <laughs> That's what I've heard. But no, man, I really like that theory. <laughs> I do. Because it, again, just like Ryan said, nobody can prove you wrong. <laughs> yeah man you know the the minute somebody drags out a physical body i'll back off on that yeah. completely i'll be like you're you were right you know or if i just next week if somebody says something that i like better i might change my mind <laughs> and go with that too you know i'm not i'm not married to this it's just where i'm at right now open-minded you know? yeah yes well we just got well never mind i won't get into that but yeah, I, mean, I, re- I really like that theory. I really, really do. I mean, it, it's one of those things for me, you know, and obviously looking at the world from a biblical worldview, we know the Bible's full of the supernatural. We know that, just like you said, there's a lot of supernatural events that, that bled over from that spiritual realm to the physical realm. I mean, it just did. 
It yep. did in a lot of different instances and in a lot of different cases. And people just want to be like, oh, well, that was just the Old Testament. That's people writing a bunch of storybooks. Well, you don't get much more supernatural than the New Testament, than the, right. the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That does, you don't get any more supernatural than that. Right. You know, the- so for, for me, it's just like all of this stuff to me has a spiritual feel. It's something that's able to, to move and you can call it what you want from whatever, wherever you're looking at this from, you can call it interdimensional or multiversal or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But these things, there's, there's too many reports. There's too many accounts from people that these things are just there one minute and gone the next. And I'm not just talking about Bigfoot. I'm talking all of these cryptids, all of these hauntings, all of this UFO activity, all of these, everything that's wrapped up in the paranormal. You have so many stories of there one minute, gone the next. I saw this, heard this, rich to get my phone, boom, gone. Try to get a witness, and, boom, gone. And what else? I used the name of Jesus and it left. Oh, yeah. That's 90% of the time. You, you know what I mean? So it's like, okay. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> why, why, would, why would you get in a hurry to leave? You know? Demons tremble. That's why. Yeah. You're uh, right. I, it just... It all just adds up for me right now, man. Um, yeah, that's Bigfoot's an Eliud, and I like saying the word Eliud. I sound really smart when I say it. Eliud, Well, it's just a fun word to say. Yeah, Eliud. Eliud. I feel like Chris Farley in in the Roads. Roads. Limit. Limit. Chris Farley and David Spade, one of the best combos ever. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but no, I really do. I like that theory. I like that line of thinking because it would explain away, you know, a lot of the, and I'm in the camp of if it brings you fear and anxiety and confusion and chaos and steers you in a direction that's not in what we would think of as a representation of Christ being love and light and compassion and joy and, and peace, then it's probably of the demonic or some yeah. sense, some, something tied in or around because I, I, I mean, me personally, I believe there's a whole lot of entities out there that are just kind of swimming around in that neutral ground. Right. That ain't going to, ain't going to plant their flag on in either camp. But mercenaries, <laughs> yeah, they're mercenaries. They're they're hit me. They're they're yeah. just going to work for whoever. Yeah. But we also know the Bible says is if you're not with God, then you're with Satan in the world. So, right. I mean, you may not plant your flag in a camp, but you've already planted your flag in a camp. Yeah, your your flag's getting planted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's wild, man. That really is wild. Yeah, Ryan, you, I, any, you know, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, I was listening to your old show, man, with Tony, and <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "Look, I give the guy one heads up. I'm like, look, Tony, these principalities, man, 
you got to be careful. That's all I said, you know, because poor Ward is stuck in two different parties here. Everybody's going after principalities, and then Ward's like, yeah, I'll film it. And I'm like, look, be careful. That's all I said. He's like, Moe's a stick in the mud. <laughs> he's like, he's a buzzkill. Kiss it, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to be on you your show. You heard it here, folks. I still want to be on your show. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. It's just like I told Tony, though. You have to have a bow. You have to have a ward. Because you got people like me and Tony. And we're hurting over here. Me and Ryan and Lance, we're going head first into everything. Because they ain't even going to believe half the stuff I'm leading them into to begin with. <laughs> that's what we do. And even if Lance does have any reservations, I'm just going to talk him into it. I mean, that's what I've done for 20 plus years. That's Or that's what we got the chloroform for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's called compel into compliance. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, I told Tony then, and, and I'll say it now, and I mean it. You have to have people that don't jump head first into everything that are willing to to take that step back and to to assess the entire situation and to say, "Hey guys, you know what? We might want to game plan this just for a minute. We might want to think. We might want to be careful. Yeah, you know, know, or the people that jump head first in everything vis a vis us are the people in the headlines that you never hear from again." You'll Correct. be 411 famous. Yeah. Yes. This may be me Friday. I'm not Friday. Gonna put, I'm not going to put that out there quite yet. Oh, yeah. But that we'll may tell be. You, Bo. We'll tell you about it, Bo. Probably yeah. after the recording. Unless I, unless I get a wild hair. <laughs> I'm almost, I'm this close to being like, <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. Uh, I can't do it now. I said it live. So, I have orchestrated. It, I've <laughs> orchestrated this whole thing around. Oh boy, it's, it, it's just like I told Ward. Look, stay prayed up and make sure your intentions are pure for exposing the darkness, and then do whatever you want to do. But just make sure you got that protection, man. Keep the armor on. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, in this realm, and and you know, it's kind of how, it's what we talked with Tony about too. The that's the good thing about being where we are and doing what we do. Yeah. We look into so much stuff, dude, and we are we are so faith driven in what we're doing that we have to stay prayed up. We have to stay in the word. We have to keep the armor of God on and at the ready, because if not, dude, you've got women in white peeking behind your your outbuilding while you're half naked in a hot tub. I mean, yeah. Hey, I call them crackheads. He calls them demons. But... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of her, that's, that's who I had notes for because I thought he might want to get into uh, oh, you know, Segway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Bo, I'm professional, son. I'm professional. Are, I segue and you don't even know it. I don't even know it's coming. <laughs> He didn't even know it was coming, Bo. Yeah, he's like, wow, that worked out. <laughs> it's like, look at that. I knew it. <laughs> so let's get into this woman in white that I saw. This um, she-devil that's wrecked a huge portion of your life. I mean, you don't have to get into the personals of it, but. Yeah. You got notes, bro. Yeah. Let's hit them. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> All right, we hit these notes, and I'll I'll read it just like I do to my kids, and I'll put everybody to sleep. <laughs> uh, all right, so obviously I'm talking about Lilith, right? Um, and yeah, she did wreak havoc on my life, and I felt like I gave her and the devil blame for my daughter leaving. Um, because things got way deeper than I've discussed on the podcast, but there there was a lot of direct correlation. Like she was trying to summon Lilith for one. I was finding curses written in Russian in in places in her room. Like things got real dark. Um sometimes a diagnosis isn't um I mean I I try to get all the, the professional help I could possibly get, you know, um to help her out, but it just is what it is. But Every time this entity rears its head or I call it out, things things hit home. And so I, I prayed intensively before we started the show, before I even got on here. Um, because this gets real serious, man. But the the beautiful thing that I found out, I don't know if it's revelation, I don't know if it's studying. I would say that it was given to me was, you know, how they say that Lilith was the first wife of Adam, right? I think that's a hundred percent a lie. Uh, I think that it was written that that whole theory came out in like the eighth to 10th century AD. Um, it was in a book called the alphabet of ben sira all right that's where that whole thing came out that she was the first wife of adam now what i've discovered through a lot of research is she was she is like the queen of demons right she's the the mother of demons is what how she's referred to she was the wife of a son of god but she was not the wife of adam and I think that's where the confusion's at. Because if you dig in here, and I got a whole bunch of references, so I'm gonna I am gonna kind of read through this. Just stop me if you want me to jump off at any spot. And uh I'll just let me get let me get out some of this and uh it'll, it'll explain it. So Lilith was referenced in the Babylonian Talmud, right? Uh, in Aramaic and Jewish incantations as a strangler of babies. And that would fit into the whole bloodline wars, in my opinion. She was warded off in prayer um, with these Jewish incantation bowls as a part of a divorce formula to separate her from people in, in, in their families, right? To get her to stop visiting their husbands at night or whatever they would write this prayer in a spiral inside of a bowl and it was an incantation bowl and they would they would use that for ceremonial purposes um but this same entity was found all across sumerian babylonian akkadian um all all the demonology of those cultures and the lalitu was the male or the female sorry and the lilu was the male version, right? So you have Lilitu, Lilith, the female, 
Lilo is the male, which I just found out last night talking to somebody on my show that Gilgamesh, everybody's heard of Gilgamesh, right? He is granddad. No. Yeah, he's two-thirds demon. That's what they said, right? He's two-thirds God, little G-God. His grandpa was Lilu. So, yeah. Oh, and somehow so she's still. Yeah, she found her way into that story. Well, that makes a little bit of sense because Gilgamesh is also, a lot of people think Gilgamesh is Nimrod. Yes. Nimrod's wife. Oh, crap. What was her name? Sub, sub, shem, something with an S. Asheroth, maybe I knew there was an S in there somewhere. But anyway, Nimrod and his wife were thought to be as gods, you know, little G gods. They were building cities, they were building Babel, they were doing all this different stuff. And she was like, Yeah, that's that's wild, dude. That's it is Semiramis, not Asheroth. Semiramis, that's it. I knew that was. I knew it was hey, an S. It was actually negatively portrayed, but generally Semiramis was viewed, Semiramis, whatever, was viewed positively before the rise of Christianity. We didn't see her getting a negative connotation until after the rise of Christianity. Yeah, all demons were viewed in positivity before Christianity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were the gods. In the Middle Ages, she has become associated with promiscuity and lustfulness. And snatching babies. Too. Oh yep. my baby snatchers. <laughs> All right, go on, folks. Uh, Sorry about that. Yeah, well, the guy that told me about this Gilgamesh and Lilu connection. Have you had Justin Brown on the show? Uh-uh. Nope. He's got a podcast called Prometheus Lens. I'll check him out. Dude, dude blew my mind. Like, astounded me. I won't go into details because I'm putting out an awesome episode in about three weeks. It's it's killer. Um all right. So, yeah, Lilu is the male equivalent. In other texts of the period, uh, Hellenistic texts and the Testament of Solomon, the same entity is also called Obazoth or Abizu. It's, and there's two different ways to spell that, but it's the same attributes given to this queen of demons, it was mother of demons. In all cultures. So it has to be the same entity, right? Right. Um, Abizu, by the way, means by the sea. Okay. And that's important, too. Okay. She's old. Um, remember watching Dark Holler and they had all these water references and stuff? Yeah. And they started thinking about Lilith and, okay, yep. keep all that in mind, too, man. Um, She's known as the slayer of children and the seducer of men because she would appear as a succubus. Um, that's another thing this guy was talking to me about. He said, uh, I, I mentioned Lilith, you know, and he's like, Man, I had a horrible dream about Lilith. He said, I, I dreamt that there was this big bird in the road eating something. He said, and I pulled up on it. He said, and it turned around and it was this naked woman in the front. And he said had almost like a beak for a mouth and she walked up to my truck and started licking me on my neck and grabbing me and 
He said, I slammed her head against the truck door. <laughs> he said, when she screamed, it woke me up. He said, but I had sleep paralysis. I couldn't move. So, yeah, she's still doing her thing. <laughs> so, seducer of men. Um, I don't even know if he told me about that on air or not, but that was a wild story. Um, she's depicted just like that, having a woman's head and face, torso, but wings and talons for feet. Uh, half woman, half bird. The same description as a siren. And here's where it gets cool, right? The Septuagint equates Lilith with siren terminology. But what's awesome about this, um, I'm probably going to get off my notes. I, I'll just sum up because I got like two more pages. In Enoch 19, it says, yeah, man, I, I went I went after this because I'm done with her. I, I'm, I'm done. There is no intimidation left. <laughs> In Enoch 19, it says that the wives of these watchers become sirens. Oh, man. It tells you flat out. Huh. So... Lilith is acknowledged in the Septuagint as a siren. Enoch tells you the wives of watchers become sirens. She's claiming to be the first wife of the first son of God, Adam, right? But she is the wife of a son of God, and it's Samael. He was one of the chief watchers. Um, Samael, which um, is basically the equivalent in that day of Babylonian time of Satan, right? So, yeah, hmm. she's she's a she's a bad girl, but she's not the wife of Adam. Well, think about think about all the references, and you talked about you know the siren connection and and the the name being you know by the sea or of the sea or whatever. You know, throughout throughout Greek mythology, all these sirens were always, you know, leading these boats astray. You know, you can look yes. at the, you can look at the Odyssey and and the Iliad and all these. Well, think about just as recent as this. Okay, we're talking about Homer's The Odyssey. Uh huh. All right. So we're talking a thousand years ago, and then a more recent release of content. With the new Kirk's unbinding, mm-hmm. when they're talking about this goddess, uh-huh. Makosh or Mokosh, right? And how she, well, they didn't talk about this. I went and done my own research on this. She was a water demon. She snatched yeah. babies. She was vampiric. She would draw men to the water and she would drain them of their life force or what they call the uh, energy vampire or whatever. She would just get what she needed from them. And on that note of Luciferian Wicca beliefs, right? Cause that's what that is. That's not just like a, I believe that trees are beautiful and it's part of nature. And we should respect that kind of Wicca. You know, I'm not talking about earth, whatever. We're talking about these Luciferian agenda, which is 
that are out here doing black magic, they worship her as a goddess still yet here in oh, Appalachia. Yeah. Yep. She's highly revered and her, you know, she's associated with water, with the moon, which affects the tides, right? Um, with the night, with cats, owls, hyena, um, all these other creatures. And here I go trying to say I know something again. But I'm going to tell you what I, I think because there's another watery death here in my home state that happened around 1967, right? The Silver Bridge collapse that people accredited, you know, they connected to the Mothman. Well, if we would describe the Mothman, <laughs> it would sound like one of these half owl half human creatures um they never said that you know the mothman has the head and torso of a woman but there's lilo there's there's the male version of these things so i surmise that lilo and lilith are deified here in appalachia they erect statues to them they hold festivals to them they slap them on every decal. I got a figurine of it up here. That they're everywhere, and I don't care. I don't think that they care if we call them Mothman as long as we're worshiping them. I think it's these same entities. I think it's the same entity that was found. Um, there was a charm on supposedly a charm on the necklace of one of these. Uh, Native American burial sites here in downtown Logan. If you drive through downtown Logan, there's this giant, almost like a Thunderbird logo on some of the buildings for whatever reason. I think that this same creature is being worshipped. I think it's the Lilith, the Lilu. I think that they're trying to give it, you know, the same energy, man. Um, so, yeah, I think all of that's connected. And the uh, another great thing is the Bible calls out Lilith a couple of times. Uh, in Isaiah 34, they talk about, you know, some versions say screech owl or whatever, or nightbird. Night. Some versions say Lilith. Um, Psalm 91, uh, you will not be afraid of the terror by night. That was the Lilitu. That was, that was Lilith. That's specifically a demon that they're referring to. You will not be afraid of Lilith because the arrow that flies by day, the pestilence that stalks in darkness, the destruction that lays waste at noon, those next three that they talk about, those are other demons by name. Yeah. Um. So she's legit. She's around, but she is the whore of a watcher. She is not the wife of Adam. Um, she's exposed. <laughs> Darkness exposed. It's it's fraudulent, you know. Um, so you also I'm heard really glad it here I first. A lot. Yeah, I'm glad you pray a lot too. <laughs> so you also heard it here first too, folks. Lilith is a whore. Just a stupid <laughs> bird. Yeah. <laughs> so Bigfoot is a grandbaby of the watcher and Lilith is a whore that created some of these things. Technically it'd be her grandchild, right? 
Yeah, basically. At least one of them. And I, oh, I think this qualifies me for a crazy check, too. So let's, <laughs> let's make sure we get this recorded. No, dude. What's up? Oh, my gosh. I just had a holy crap. Do it. How many of these stories? Okay. All right. So based on what we've just talked about, you believe that at least some of these big feats are the grandchildren, well, are the children of Nephilim. We'll say Absolutely. that. Eliards. Which their mother or it's grandmother, yeah, Eliud, that's a good word. The mother or grandmother could have been these Lalitu spirits, these Lalitu entities. Yes, they were at least sirens, yeah. How many stories, and I can think of two right off the cuff that are pretty well known. I would all, one of them's famous and the other is pretty well known to where there's this woman in white crone like entity that controls a, a pack or, or several Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah. Tying everything you said together, I blew my own mind thinking about it. <laughs> because okay, let's okay, look at Ape Canyon. All right. Yep. Ape Canyon is out there in every Bigfoot, you know, it, it's in every book, it's in every story, every collection of Bigfoot stories. They talk about Ape Canyon. You have these miners, they go out, they're mining gold in California. They they see a Bigfoot in the day. They pop a shot off at him. It pisses him off. He goes out and gets his buddies. They surround the cabin at night. They throw a bunch of rocks. You know, they terrorize these miners for a whole night. You know, that's the story that you always hear. The rest of the story, like I'm Paul Harvey here. What you don't hear about is these guys, when they first get out there, they meet this giant native spirit that tells them to look for an arrow in the sky. They look for an arrow in the sky. They meet this woman in white spirit who they called Vander White. They adored her so much to the point that they named the mine Vander White. Mm. She was beloved to them, but directly after they go into these mines, they start getting attacked by these by this pack of Bigfoot. Okay, yes. that's one account. Now they didn't go in that that I've found and describe this woman in white, you know, in, in vast. But you know, you hear a lot of these woman in white stories, and it always sounds like some Lilitu spirit, some Lilith spirit. Yeah. Okay, I heard on Wes's show. This has been a while back, years ago. Timothy Renner. Yep. And another guy who's actually, I've, I've actually sent him an email one time trying to get him on, but he was the head of MUFON in the state of Virginia for a long time. But throughout his time and in investigating cases, he went really hard into his Catholic faith because he was under the impression that a lot of this stuff was demonic. So, Timothy Renner, well, actually, they were on the show, but Wes was the one telling the story. These two brothers had this property, and they were being terrorized by these th this group of big feats. Yep. They are being terrorized. 
But at the same time, this woman in, well, they called her like a homeless looking woman in white. Like her, her clothes were tattered. She just this old crone depiction, but they said that she had stolen shoes. Yep. And, they, and Wes asked him, well, what's the difference in stolen shoes and regular shoes? How do you, how do you know? And they said they were just way too big for her feet. They were like five, six sizes too big for her feet. Yep. And then I think Timothy Renner comes on and says, well, a lot of people see that. And it's because they say that she's hiding her bird feet. Bird feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But in this account, this woman walks by them. They try to, they said that she would walk from the national park area across their property up to the mountains where these big feats was going crazy. And that they, she was walking by one night and one of the brothers hollered at her and said, Hey, look, you need to be careful up there. You know, these things are, are real legit. And she gave him a menacing smile, kept right on up the mountain and then just disappeared. Yep. So they were under that. the impression that she was in cahoots. Holy crap, dude, this is wild. This is nuts. It was just her grandmother hanging out with her grandchildren. They That's got, it. They took it too far. That's old Mama old Lily up there hanging. Out. <laughs> let me let me let me add this a little bit, fellas. I have been in contact with a local Wiccan here. Oh, in the greater Appalachian area, and I'm working on getting her to come on the show. I'm like actively working. It's uh, it's been a process. She's um, very reserved. Um, but super, super nice lady. And I'm breaking down the barriers. Okay. Um, and I've got some stories from her of which she has spent time with some Native American folk over in Eastern Kentucky area, which I didn't even know there are any over there, but apparently there are. And she has gone through like, sweat lodges with them and done a bunch of native american rituals and she actually says like the magic is real like i've seen things happen like not like harry potter magic i've seen things happen that should not have happened okay now she claims that she has been able to identify her spirit animal through these rituals and things she has done with these native americans and just hang with me for a second because I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this in. Um, and that when she's obviously still in contact with them and still does some stuff with them, but one of the things that the older Native Americans have asked her is that when she's in these states of trance or or whatever you, you want to call it, they've asked her if she has seen or met the giant spirits yet. And she says no, right? She has not, not, not met them yet. But she was intrigued by it, so she kind of asked them some more information about, like, what, what giant spirits? What are you, what are you talking about, right? So one of the older gentlemen um, that she has developed pretty, pretty relationship with, um, essentially told her. You know, I'm going to paraphrase this a little bit because I don't have all my notes with me that I took down. Um, but essentially, that there are spirits here and by spirits i'm under the impression like old gods right that are giants 
and that they are, there's a group of them that kind of are in the area. Okay. And by area, I mean like our part of Appalachia that, that we live in and that they have a leader or a, a, a person that they kind of, um, not bow to, but kind of listen to and their leader or their person in charge of them essentially is an old woman that is also in spirit form that if you reach that level of whatever it is, I, I, I don't know why the link, but that she is kind of like the one in charge of the realm that is even over these big giant old spirit gods or whatever. And this is her talking, not me, right? I'm not, not saying this is true. I'm just giving her account. And that identifying markers of this woman are extremely large feet that are never able to be really seen because they always seem to be covered. See? See? Now, this woman, like, I mean, she she tells you this stuff, like, it's the truth. Again, she could be feeding me a line, right? I don't know. But some of the things that she has told me and one of the other guys that I know that knows her a whole lot better than I do um, has been in some pretty intense old school Native American rituals in which they have experienced some pretty, pretty amazing out of this world things. But she is not experiencing these things from herself. She's just getting the information from older Native American as seen uh, in these trances. This woman that you know, one of the things he didn't like didn't mention her clothes or anything like that. But it was like one of the things he said was like she's really like unusually large feet that are always like you don't actually see them. You just can tell they're unusually large. This is. And that's like now, like right now, like in the last couple of you know, years, she's had these conversations with these people. I'm trying to get her to come on. All these connections. She's got some stories. All these connections, man. It's like a uh, like a hierarchy of demonology, just like there's a hierarchy of angels, like an order of angels. You got these Lalitus over the Eliud, you know, and that would make perfect sense because they would be the mother or grandmother of these these Eliud. Yeah. He's Bigfoot. So Bigfoot works for Lilith. That's that's where we're at. Bigfoot works for <laughs> Sirens. <laughs> that's Holy where we're at. Crap. I think this may this be is... a a groundbreaking episode right here. I think so. <laughs> we learn new words. <laughs> Eliud. <laughs> Antediluvian. I don't think anybody said antediluvian. Oh, I he just was thinking did. it. <laughs> they are antediluvian, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. They're the disembodied yeah. spirits of the drowned Nephilim. I just don't know how they're not drowned. The spirits. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the spirits. The big feet. Well, they, that's, that's, that came after portals, Ryan. man. Portals, portals. Bigfoot man. went on the ark, Ryan. That's portals. how <laughs> Bigfoot went on the ark as a creation. I can of God. see knowing now, seeing them coming like, ah, oh, shit. Did I say two pigs? I meant 
80. That's <laughs> we got to feed these big feet. <laughs> Look, you hear him talk about Esau. Esau sounded like a big feet. He was covered in red fur. Yep. Man, you you kind of don't. Just brown on your shit, man. When you go back to Gilgamesh and Kidu was that's how they described him as well. Okay, I just want to tell you, Justin Brown connects Enkidu to Esau. Really? Like, in a legit way. Because Nimrod and Gilgamesh, he said Gilgamesh just flipped the story, the story of Gilgamesh, where he, like, tames and become friends with Enkidu. He said they just flipped the story because Esau actually kills Nimrod. I've heard that. that there's actually a... Well, I mean, it's definitely not a biblical source, but there was a piece of literature that came out, um, well, a long, 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 long time ago. And one of these stories in it was that Esau was a hunter, but he wasn't just a hunter of flesh for food, that he was a hunter of men and hitman, and he was big and powerful. Yes, because the book know, of Jasher, Jasher, that's it. The book of Jasher he, he was that kills. was that in the Dead Sea Scrolls? Was the book of Jasher one of the Dead Sea Scrolls? I think so. I got it. I got it ordered on Amazon. I had it. I had it already, and I gave it away, so I had to reorder it. Um, but yeah, Esau kills Nimrod and yep. two of his uh, Gibberim, two of his mighty men. Uh, it's insane. And and this Justin that I have on the show, he he ties it all in together, and it is it's it blew my mind, dude. So there there's some more of that. This episode's blew my mind. I mean, I thought that I knew what we were going to get into. I had no idea the connections that were going to be made, and then Lance comes in here and blows everything out of the water with an even further connection of this hierarchy of this Lolitu spirit operating with giant spirits. What does that sound like? It sounds like the same thing that we're talking about. I wonder if these giants are hairy. Yep. You know it. Dude, this is you know wild, man. Yeah, man. Gosh, this is wild. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't even know what I'm not speechless very often, but. I think this is one of those that you just tie a bow on it and say, all right, look, that's, that's what we've got. <laughs> Holy crap. But what? Oh, okay. All right. Tying this even a little further. And, and I, I'm not trying, I'm, I'm seriously not trying to drag us into this gigantic cosmic puzzle. That's, that's here or anything. But let's look at the Ape Canyon story. Okay. These guys see this giant native spirit. So they had some kind of contact with something in the spiritual realm that told them, look for this sign. They see this Vander White. They go to this mine. They find this mine. They're getting gold. And as soon as that happens, Katie bar the door, son. Big feet start trying to murder every one of them. Yep. 
Okay. We, us boys here, (laughs) are looking for a lost silver mine. Mm. Mm. I saw a woman in white. And I mean, it freaked me out, but I didn't feel like it freaked me out because she was there, but I didn't feel like that, you know, she was just going to come and murder me or whatever. You know, it it wasn't that kind of interaction. It was like, uh, she was there. I was there. She popped up in the space. But it was almost in a way of, I mean, we made eye contact, like almost in a way of, yeah. hey, you know, I'm here. Talk to me. Let's 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 figure this out. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. It sounds ridiculous. But I did the opposite. I didn't I didn't adore this Vander White. I was like, nope, I know what you are. I'm leaving. Yeah. Then I leave. I see this owl perched on the building beside of where she was. That was still her. Yeah. But it's weird, man. Like, it's weird. So, in both of these cases, we're talking some kind of contact through that realm that is given signals or, or signs or clues about, hey, look here, look here, go check this out. Then we have a woman in white show up. I mean, we obviously haven't found the mine yet, and we haven't found any silver yet. We're really working on it. But now it leads me to think, if I do this, is Big Feet's going to try to crush my house? I mean, I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. (laughs) Man, I don't know. This has been a wild one. It's fun. Bo, you got anything more for us? No, man. I think that's it. It's just been a lot of fun to get this stuff off my chest, man. I've been, I've been sitting on some of this for a while and some of it's been, you know, more recent, but I just, uh, it feels good. I appreciate you for inviting me on. Let me come on here and throw out a couple of insanely plausible theories. Uh, well, dude, I'm glad you did because this has been a banger that I didn't even dream was going to go to the depths that it went. I mean, I don't know, dude. I like I'm gonna have to take some time to wrap my brain around all this. We may have to do a, a part two whenever I, <laughs> whenever my brain fully develops what I've heard here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there, there's a whole lot more about this this character too, man. About there's three angels that were sent to her. Um, there's like an incantation you can still say supposedly to ward her off. There's a, you know, we can dig into these crones because there's another story too of a, a woman, or maybe it's the same one. It was off, I think it was Wes's show. Um. Where she turned into like a bobcat with human eyes. I think it was like a, a woman in white too. Um, connected Dang. to Bigfoot. And you know, uh, 
these these cats that's all little terminology too uh yeah maybe we just need to get a hold of these episodes dig through them look for more context clues and weave them into this tapestry man and and yeah do a part two yeah for sure yeah we could definitely do that well i mean you and i both know that that she's legit i mean you and i both know that she is able to well i mean you said you said it best she's still worshipped today by a multitude of people in our area i mean she just is i mean shoot you were part of a you made a cameo in an entire docuseries that was geared and centered right around it with dark holler. Yeah, man. I mean, you have, you have this lady, Kristen, who was literally worshiping this Lilith entity. And it wasn't only her, it was her uncle. And, and, you know, it goes generations and generations and generations. Yeah. So I mean, it's still a figure that's that's worshipped today, intentionally and maybe unintentionally, with this whole Mothman thing and how it's been deified. Yeah, I, there's a lot to get into, and and I'm I know that you know people are probably tired of listening to us talk about this she devil, but look, man, hey, you look, just got to call it for what it is. I no, mean, that's the reality of it, man, and. The important thing is uh, here. I go with my my buzzkill. Uh, pray for y'all's family tonight. You know what I mean? Because if she can't come with us, trust me, man. Just pray a hedge of protection around your families. Plead the blood of Jesus over your families. And uh, you know, I, I know we exposed it. We talked about it. Had fun with it. And it is fun and it's exciting, but it is very serious, man. Um, just let's pray for each other and pray for our families and just keep doing what we're called to do. Cause I think this is what we're all to do. We're all here together for a reason, man. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 100%. Well, Bo, before we, well, let's Lance has been sitting. He's got some things on his mind. Lance, what do you got on your mind? What do you want to close this thing out with before we let Bo wrap up here and tell everybody where to find him? I think I think Bo just said but I think Bo just said it best. Like there's a legitimate threat in the spiritual realm that will attack and has attacked and will continue to attack because that's what it does. That's from the beginning of time, that's what it has done. And that's what it will continue to do. There is a active plan to thwart the overall sovereign plan of God. And there's a variety of ways in which that plan is being carried out. We're in the fight as well. And it's, it's our job to be good soldiers in that fight. Even that, even that means we're, we're on the front lines, right? It, we're, maybe we're not, but if we are, our, our job is to make sure we're doing our job. Yeah. Make sure that things are, are, are being prayed about, that things are being thought with deeply and with serious concern. Because, you know, yes, 
we know how the story ends, but it doesn't mean that it's ain't blood and guts till it gets there. And it's it's our job to make sure that we're living the correct way and making sure that we're making, you know, conscious efforts to keep ours and your alls and everybody's protected by praying and, and continuing to seek the truth and continuing to um be righteous soldiers for the cause. Amen. Amen. I love and it. And when we get to part two, I have a, a little bit of a, th- when we get to part two as well, I got a little bit of a theory of that, why Lilith and this entity is becoming more prevalent in today's society with a lot of I'll just say it. A lot of the uh, transgender push that's being forced on our children of men trying to be women, women trying to be men. I think that is a convolution of this Lilith entity's way of entering itself into the physical realm. But that's for part two. Mm. Mm. Cliffhanger. Yep, yep, yep. I feel like Sylvester Stallone right now. <laughs> wow. Well, Bo, man, this has been awesome. And the cool thing about it was we wrapped up so much stuff in a not-so-crazy great amount of time. I mean, it it was all well-geared and driven, straightforward, but I think it was one of those conversations that there's no need to carry it out anymore. There, there's a need for a part two when we all yeah. wrap our minds around what we talked about and can come back and sit back down again. But, dude, hearing your experience and hearing you know your theories on, well, I was going to say these two different topics, but these interconnected entities, we'll call them, has been awesome, dude. It's been awesome. And I like where your head's at. I like how it was delivered. And I think that it makes a whole lot of sense. I think that it makes a ton of sense. And I believe the Hill folk probably will too. This is probably going to be one of those that uh, people listen to two or three times. But anyway, man, it's, this has been a blast. We appreciate you so much for coming on. Again, in somehow almost 100 episodes deep, your first real appearance on AI. I have no idea how that's, I mean, I don't know. I got, we've dropped the ball on that one somehow. It's okay. <laughs> I, I clearly just love you more than you love me. And- oh, here we go. <laughs> first Tony's bashing me. Now Bo's bashing me. <laughs> Keep bringing on guests that just bash. <laughs> No, man, we do appreciate you. We love you. Before we jump off here, let all the Hill folk know where to find you, how to get in contact with you, and how much you love us. Awesome. I love you with all my heart. I'll start with that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You can holler if you want to. Uh, if you have an experience you'd like to share, uh, anything of the unexplained, monsters, paranormal, uh, uh demonic attack alien abduction 
holler at me. You can come on the show. We'll 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 talk about it. Uh, at debunkpodcast at gmail.com. You can get a hold of me that way. All social media. I check my emails about I don't know eight or ten times a day, probably in past periods. Uh, I'm on Instagram a lot. You can holler at me on there. If you want to call me, I have uh, the bump phone. It's 304-812-0553. I'm on all podcast platforms, the Bump Podcast. Um, My logo, I might need to change it now, but it looks kind of like a Bigfoot with headphones on. Uh, So it'll be easy to find. And I don't think I'm leaving anything off. Uh, All social media, YouTube, all of it. It it shouldn't be too hard, I'm sure. I'm sure you can find me if you want to. And I'd love it. I'd love it if you did. Yeah, definitely go check him out, Hill Folk, which, you know, if you're here, there's a pretty good chance you've already checked him out. Bo is a brother from another Appalachian mother. I had to throw that in there. That was too good to leave <laughs> out. But he's a bro- he's been a brother to us. He's been so great to us. You know, again, like I said earlier, he was one of the very first podcasters that that decided to bring us on and let us share our stories and collab with and and get our name out there when we were just a couple peons. Well, I mean, we still are just a few peons, but you know, when we were even more peed upon, I guess we'll say. But I was one of the first ones that brought us in there. I mean, we're, we're forever grateful to Bo for that and the best thing about Bo is that's not how it was ever taken it's not how it was ever portrayed was hey I'm doing y'all a favor by bringing you on my show it was just from the get-go it was brothers sitting down talking about weird stuff sharing life together loving on each other and saying you know what we're in this fight together we need each other let's keep pushing forward I love it. it. We've been we've been in contact, I mean, throughout the last couple of years now, man, over all kinds of different stuff. I mean, y'all only y'all when these recordings come out, it's a small, small percentage <laughs> of the conversations that are had. But we're forever grateful to him. Bo, again, we thank you so much for coming on the show. Hill folk, you know where you can find us. Uh, you can check us out on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, YouTube. You can send us your stories at Appalachian Intelligence at gmail.com. We're super, super busy right now. So if it takes us a little while to respond back to those, please be patient with us. I promise we'll get back to you. If you would like to come on the show for an interview, just put that in the subject title or put it somewhere throughout the email to make it clear that not only do I want to share my story, but I would like to come on the show and share my story because a lot of times that gets caught up in the mix a little bit. Um, you know, we've been on a couple shows recently that we got flooded with emails directly after and trying to go through those and, and go back and forth and, and decide, you know, who just wants to to say their piece and who wants to come on the show is is it's a little it's a little tough to do. So if you would like to come on, speak to us, sit down, have an interview, get it out there, please make that known in the email. Uh, you can 
support us a couple of different ways. You can support us financially over on the Patreon at patreon.com slash Appalachian underscore intelligence. You can click the support the show link in the show notes, make a one-time donation. Everything is greatly appreciated when it comes to that end because it allows us to do things that we love to do, like this Friday when I'm going on a little adventure. Um, that will make clear at a later date. But the biggest way that you can support us is by sharing the show. Share the show however you're most comfortable sharing it. That's the only way the show grows. And y'all have done a tremendous job of that over the last couple of years. This show has, it's went places and that I never, ever, ever dreamed that it would go. And it just continues to grow somehow, some way. I don't know. I, I, I give the credit to guys like Bo who are willing to sit down and talk to us a bunch of idiots. But it's y'all. It's y'all spreading it. It's y'all sharing it. It's people like Bo, our other podcasting buddies that bring us on. And we love all y'all for it. We, and we love, I mean, we, we, we do. We love you heal folk. We just do. We can't help it. We love you. Whether you like it or not. That's right. Lance, <laughs> love that you even part. harder. Yeah. <laughs> Lance, that was your part right there. Love you and mean it. And heal folk. Until next time, we'll see y'all later. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you have an experience or an encounter that you'd like to share, holler at me. You can reach me at thebumppodcast at gmail.com or by the bump phone at 304-812-0553. Leave a text or a voicemail either way and I'll get back to you. Also, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. Stick around after this for a special invitation.
where the tree <laughs> of life is blooming, where the hand has not been told by this. No more tears. personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says it really simply that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. It's that simple. To be born again to start a new life as a child of God to join God's army to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you. You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you.
on my knees I pray I ask the Lord for some better days Yes I went to the altar I fell down on my knees and I prayed I asked the Lord have a friend who had grew ill doctors said the only way he would make it would be God's will he called me up one night just to say brother if you would need you to pray. So I went to the altar. I fell down on my knees and I prayed. I asked the So if you're here, feeling lonely, and your burdens you no longer can bear, just come on up to this altar and take it to the Lord. In prayer, come on up to this altar and fall down on your knees and pray. Ask the Lord to forgive you, and you'll be. Come on up to this altar and fall down on your knees and pray. Ask the Lord to forgive you and you'll be Better day. Better.